talking about Who's never left home Who's never struck out Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 282, Charlotte's number one podcast recording in the basement. Back again on the Zoom, Jeeves got his Carolina jerseys ready to rock, March Madness coming up, and St. Patrick's Day coming up. So Jeeves, man, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. I've already filled out my bracket, um, but I'm doing all right. If you want to find me, it's uh, Jeeves1988 on Twitter and Instagram. And... Since you still look like you're in your prison cell, are you going? Are you going to get? When are you getting that ring light? I don't know. I gotta find one. You got? Thought I had one. At, I thought I had one at Target. I mean, I'll probably just buy one off of Amazon. That's. I'm Maybe telling you, that's your it. best bet, Jeeves. Just go hit Amazon, yeah. get you one, and you'll be ready to rock. Yeah, I'm. Might, I'm. Might, I'll probably do it Friday when I get paid. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. For our guests tonight, we've got two young ladies that I have known since. Oh, that's 2007, 2008, college. They were there for me in some dark times slash sad times beginning of college. We all kind of cut loose, and then we all kind of saw each other blossom in different ways, meet other people, all that kind of good stuff. But they're always there just to pop by the dorm room, apartment, chat, shoot the breeze, have some beers, all that good stuff. I don't know why it took us so long to have them on the podcast, but finally did. Like I said, the, the blessing in disguise from the actual pandemic was that we started doing podcasts virtually so we could have more guests so without further ado who wants to go first laura or jenny laura does laura okay laura (laughs) (laughs) how you doing i'm well thank you am i supposed to like tell tell you guys about myself sure if you want to i mean well i actually kind of forgot too so wait let's let's call a quick reverse here for me, it's J Roll Nation on Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook. Then you can find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and then subscribe to our YouTube channel. They see me rolling. It's got our beerio carts, brewery reviews, all different kinds of shenanigans we got on there. So do that. All right, now back to Laura. Yeah, tell people where if they can find you on social medias if you want to be found. Just a little bit of background if they don't know who you are. I mean, if they want to find me on social media, I couldn't even tell you what my handle is. No, I think it's um, L.E. Cookfa, my old maiden name. Okay. Um, you know, since been married, so my last name now is Miller, but no patience to change the Instagram handle for that one. Um, but uh, I'm pretty boring. I live in Connecticut. So this whole Zoom scenario is ideal because after college, I moved back to Connecticut. So I don't think I've seen you since your wedding. Yes, I think that's correct. Because I saw you at Jenny's wedding and she got married before me. A year before, maybe? Two yeah, years? What, how long ago did you get married? Ours, ours, we're coming up on six years here on the 28th of uh, March. When did you get married, Jenny? It'll be eight years for me. Okay, so about uh, two years before mine. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, it's been a, so about six years. Yeah, a two lot kid for yeah. you, a kid for me, a kid for Jenny. I know. We're old now. I know. We're doing the most. Doing <laughs> the- <laughs> so, all right. So the second, we've already brought Jenny. You heard her say Laura had to go first. So Jenny, how, <laughs> you live you live right down the road in essence, thirty minutes away. I got a we got a cat from Jenny a couple years ago who has turned into yeah. just a huge monstrous fluffy fur ball. And now Yeah, so so close yet so far. I know. <laughs> I know. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. So, um I'm 
this is my first podcast. Not super big on social media. Um, I do have a pet account. You do. If you're into that, it's at but mostly fauna, as in flora and fauna. Um, my personal, I also don't know. It's at v Medoran, maybe. Okay. Um, obviously, Laura and I are very popular. Um, <laughs> we're really excited to be here. <laughs> to be here. Um, I'm also like mostly boring, other than just you know having the pets. I work from home. Um, Why don't you tell people how many pets you actually have? Yeah. Okay, I knew this was going to come up. Listen. Uh, so I have actually downsized. You'd be very proud. I've cut two aquariums recently. So as of right now, we have six cats, two dogs, um, a ball python, uh, five aquariums, um, one of which, well, two of which are kind of community tanks. One holds an axolotl, which is a Mexican walking salamander. I have a shrimp colony. I have a um, pea puffer colony. I have a leopard gecko, and I have nine chickens. Wow! See, I thought so, I, I thought I had a lot. We've got a rabbit, two cats, and a gecko. And Laura, I know you were big back in the day. You did vlogs. You were like one of the first vloggers. Oh I my knew. god! Yes, yes. The vlog. The vlog. Before it was cool to vlog. Yeah, because you you did. Because I remember, yeah. and your your old ones will pop up on one of my other YouTube accounts. Would be like, watch this, and it's like twelve years ago, and it's like uh, Laura and I can't remember your sister. Go Christmas or whatever it is, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny to to watch back. <laughs> but I've been telling Jenny when she started all these pets, I was like, you need to start one, a YouTube page for all these pets because. The amount of I watch a lot of pages of fish people down in Florida, and they just have tons of pets, and people love. I love watching it because I don't have to take care of the pets; I can just watch it through the screen. <laughs> so right. I feel like you could get you a supplemental income just on YouTube of just putting videos out of all your pets, feeding your pets, showing them off. I mean, you have a shrimp colony; that's wild. You're probably right. I really don't know how to like make monetize YouTube. I see all these people doing it, and I got uh, I got really upset the other day because my son likes to watch them. Um, Ryan's world. This family, no, it's uh, Kid City, hmm. but they they literally just play games all day, and uh-huh. they're pulling yeah. home like two million dollars a yep. year. <laughs> I'm not, doing something wrong. Yep. Not Ryan's world, kid, and that's what I was just gonna say when Jake said that was I was like he, I think they said could retire like right now. He's making millions upon billions. If you look, his games are everywhere in Target and yep. Walmart, and like he's, I think like seven. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's so, like, and it started where his family was just buying him gifts to un, do the unboxing videos right. and review yeah. toys. Yeah. So they, so it did kind of start for them. It helped that they were already well off, where they could go out to Target and buy up three hundred dollars worth of toys, and he'd open them and play them and all that kind of stuff. But now, yeah, it's insane. He's got his own line of toys and games, and it's crazy. I mean, we just we just passed. I think for monetization, Jenny, you'd have to get. A thousand subscribers, and then you have to have like over ten thousand hours viewed in a year, and we and we just got to a thousand subscribers, and we've made I think we've made like since then we crossed it over what was it Jeeves around February right? Uh, I thought it was in January when uh, Cheeks. Was That's right. It was, right. it was January. We finally got to the thousand, and we've yeah. made like twenty or so bucks since then. I mean, we're not, we don't pull in our our big numbers are from. Uh, the Panthers games watch parties because everyone likes to see us lose and get mad and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then we do the other supplemental stuff, as I mentioned, the beer cart. But I feel like with all your pets, I mean, you could just use your, I, I use my iPhone. 
because it's it's good enough. Oh yeah, totally. That's what I use for everything. And at at but mostly fauna, I have almost a thousand. So yeah. it could this could work. It, the problem is that um all, you know everything here is already set up and uh, setting up new things is frowned upon right now here. So um, so what made you uh, the big red man? The big, <laughs> the big red man. He does not like when I bring. New so what made you peel back to aquariums? Uh, just, you know, so one of them was a beta sorority and I, you know, for the people who are listening that know about fish, that's like, that's not a beginner tank. Um, and yet that was my beginner tank because I was told that that was a good idea. It was not. So just, you know, like they were two, three years old. So like as they die off, I just kind of would consolidate tanks. And then we had, well, it's, this is how it started. So I taught preschool for, for five years and I had a tiny little blue crayfish who became then a big blue crayfish. And then the pandemic happened. And I had to bring her home and she was in this 10 gallon, which was not big enough. So I bought this. Well, then I had an empty 10 gallon. So then I filled the 10 gallon yep. with something. Well, then it was like, Oh, this is a thing. So then I got a third one and a fourth one. And I was up to seven at one point. Yeah. It was, that was, you know, people got pandemic puppies. I got, pandemic fish leopard gecko ball python chicken blah 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 so um but then then um i was on craigslist and found a leopard gecko that needed rehoming and so i talked to jerryanna and i was like i'm interested in this and so we brought her home and then i was done like it was like reptiles for life so then we found a ball python on craigslist that needed a home and um you know i don't i don't go to breeders i don't do that i just I just feel like if they are out there and they need a home and I want them, they can come here. Same way with the chickens. Somebody was getting rid of them. They needed a home. They came here. Um, so it's never dull. And I think it was just so, so really enriching during the pandemic and being locked at home for my son to just be able to go literally anywhere in the house and see all kinds of things. So we've raised guppies. We had frogs at one point. Like we have a lot going on here, but so what? I'm trying to downsize so you you were, you were teaching preschool and then pandemic hit. So what are you doing now? Um, so I was a teacher of the deaf and yeah. hard of hearing before, and I was at the preschool. And before the pandemic hit, I was offered a job and accepted the position to work at the Department of Public Instruction as a consultant for deaf and hard of hearing. So that's what I do now. And it was a home based position even before the pandemic, which was really lucky. So you know that fateful day in March. They said, we're going to close for a couple weeks. I was supposed to start the shop in April. Uh, and then I never got to go back. I never got to tell my kids goodbye. Oh, wow. I literally just was like, this is what it is. So, um, I taught online for about a month to just kind of get them transitioned to their new teacher. And then I started this job and then that's, I had to go back and like pick up my class pets and pick up my stuff and my plants and all of that. Um, but that is what I do now. So there is some travel involved. I get to Basically, the entire western half of North Carolina is mine, but, you know, we provide support statewide, so I get to travel a little, but I'm home-based. Okay. And now, Laura, we, we kind of just glossed over you. You're teaching. <laughs> as You're back up in Connecticut. You're a teacher as well, yeah. right? Yeah. So, Jenny and I, um, when we went to UNCG, for those listening at home, we both graduated um, in the field of professions and deafness. We were teachers of the deaf and hard of hearing. So when I graduated, I went back to Connecticut, which is where I was originally from. And I started working actually in my hometown 
Um, the odds of me finding a job there for a teacher that F because that's like one position um, <laughs> per school or per town. Um, so I started working there and I haven't left that there, but I have changed positions a little bit. So I am now a classroom teacher. Um, I taught third grade for a year. I taught fourth grade for two years. And this is my third year in second grade. So are you... So you're just a full-time teacher. You're not necessarily teaching a full class of deaf and hard of right. hearing kids. No, oh, okay, okay, no, okay. yeah. So I'm just like a general um, ed teacher. Okay. So I took, yeah, I went back for my master's in reading. And when I did that, they were like, hey, if you just take a few more classes, you can get your just like normal certification for elementary ed. So I did that. So I'm tri-certified now. Which gives me no extra money, but more. <laughs> but you're, but you're very smart. Yeah, very smart. Don't worry, they're they're, they're still te- treating uh, teachers down here pretty crappy as well. Even though they've got a oh, couple yeah. bonuses lately, they're trying to they're trying to help them out. The bonuses have helped a little bit, but so yeah. Laura, I I vividly kind of don't really remember though. You got to UNCG, you came here because of their program, right? Okay, yeah. and that was it. Is it just the best on the East Coast for that particular program? No. So there were like a t- – well, I get I don't know. I did, <laughs> There were a few like near me, like in New York and in Rhode Island I think there was one. But I just wanted to go somewhere different. Like okay. I just – like I was like college is your opportunity to go somewhere else. Yeah. So I went to North Carolina to UNCG, which was basically a commuter school, and everyone went home on the weekend. <laughs> So that was a blast. <laughs> Talking about me. Hey, we had a hey, we had a good time. I had a good time. You know what I mean? So, so, so you. Yeah, y'all had your weekend. Yeah, I hung out with Jake. That's yeah. So, you did you ever think you'd stay in North Carolina, or was the goal always to go back? What was that, or did you just didn't know until obviously you graduated? And you're like, all right, I'm going back. I think I kind of always knew that I would end up back in the north. You know, Jenny calls me like a Yankee, and she's yeah. just. I, I do not call you. My mother calls you her Yankee daughter. <laughs> I do not call you a Yankee. I think I was too sassy for the South, honestly. <laughs> um, but, yes. Um, I kind of always thought I would go back. I, I'm close to my family, yeah. so I wanted to be around them. Um, at the time, I was dating somebody who lived up north, so it was like a like a no. Like, I was like, that's it. I'm just going to go back up. Yeah. Um, I think, like, had I been dating someone in the South, it could have definitely been a possibility. And now I'm like, okay, where else can I move? But um, (laughs) but I probably will never move. Yeah, it's tough, though. I don't know, you know, living near family is a a blessing and a curse. A blessing when you have kids because I feel like, hey, you guys, like today, my mom got off work, came over, watched the kid while I could go over to work. And plus you want your kids to be in your you know, immediate families live as much as they can because as you get older, you start realizing all the seriousness stuff and morality and da 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 and like, hey, let's be around. So I know that's got to be tough because we always make the joke because Jerry and his parents for the longest time are like, all right, we're going to go move to the beach. And we'd be like, go, go buy a house and move to the beach. But now that we have grandkids, there's no way they're moving four and a half hours away because uh-huh. as they get older, ball games or sport, whatever kind of events they want to be a part of. And plus, her mom loves coming over to watch right. the kids, so... I live I live about 15 minutes from my mom. I live in the next town over. Yeah. Um, and I, like, am constantly, like, um, stalking her street for, like, house openings. Yeah. Like, you just, 
I'm like, I don't even want to drive 20 minutes. Like, let me just live next door. And I know she wouldn't bother me. Like, she's not like, like, I don't know. It's not like everyone loves Raymond where she'd be knocking on my door every day. She, like, I'd be like, hey, can you just, like, watch Tegan for a hot sec? Yeah. So. So how has the transition, I know, Jenny, your son is what, five, six? He's five. We just registered for kindergarten. So how how is oh. how is well, I feel old as hell. No, <laughs> old as hell. No it's doubt. awful. Oh my gosh. No doubt. I know. I, I have flashbacks of just like college times. I'm like, I don't know how I, I couldn't do it anymore. You know, you feel I don't know. You go those early. I don't 20s. know. I still watch you. I see your Instagram. Right. Like you guys are all like Beerio Cart, and I'm like, uh. Listen. That's, we 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 <laughs> listen. Dead. We 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 get enough content, and some of those we shoot in. We got a lot of a lot of them back in the day before Jared. We had our second. Now with two, we try to you know fit them around once you get the kids to bed. But it is always a gamble. Hopefully, no one wakes up at two a.m. sick or just wakes up in general when you're a little hungover because taking care of kids hungover is just absolutely terrible. Yeah, so. taking care of kids when you're sick at all oh. is oh. like where was this in the manual? Because <laughs> I. Yeah, that's what we were talking about uh, before you guys got on. Last week, I thought I had gotten food poisoning, but in all honesty, it was a stomach bug. And I had had it, and it hit me Sunday night, just coming out both ends, tore up. And then it trickled Tuesday, uh, Monday, or Wednesday morning, 12 a.m. The youngest woke up from throw up all in his bed, diarrhea. And then at about 3 a.m., the oldest, diarrhea, throw up, change every sheet, change everything. And it just constantly happened. So then I had to kind of take care. I was on the up and up, but trying to take care of him while trying to recover. It's tough. So it is, it is a, whew. Yeah. It is tough. No. There was one day that I had the stomach bug too, because it's been going around now that we're all like back in civilization. Um, and I like brought my daughter to daycare because I was like, I can't. <laughs> and or somebody dropped her off for me. And then I had to go pick her up later. And I was like, I don't actually know how I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> I just was like, okay, just get there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And then just sit him in a high chair, give him some food. And as you know, oh, throw... she is current terror. She's like not, she's not walking yet, but she is just. She does not want to be in one place at yep. all. Yep. And she wants what she wants when she wants it. Yep. And if you hear something she doesn't want, she will let you know. Yeah. That's uh, that's how our, our second is right about now. He's moving. Like, you know, they always say, hold your babies because they, you know, and I try to hold them and he just wants don't to keep, wiggle. Don't keep. Because they don't keep. They don't keep. And it's why I can't believe mine's already about to be nine months in like a week and a half. Wow. And then our second, I mean, our first is four turning five in, in November. And it does just go like. Before we know it, they'll be out of high school, and then we'll be able to like go back and kind of live a, a mini old college life again, where you you know yeah. empty nest or whatever it is. But yeah. it's crazy because you think about the different like just from where met you guys in two thousand seven. Oh, now yeah. it's twenty twenty two. There were kids who were born in two thousand seven who are now like through you know in college. So it's like wait a second, how time just flies and goes. So. Well, I feel like, and I feel like, like back, like college and high school, even like I have like such core memories and like, I feel like I remembered so much. And then now, like, I can't remember what I ate yesterday. Like I, my brain is shot. Like I have no idea. And I'm like, it's been 10 years. Like how has it been 10 years? And I'm like, oh geez, I don't even know. 
It is. It's crazy how, how it all flew by. Wild. Like, I can picture Jacob sitting in UNS 201. That's right. Drawing pictures of the Bobcats. Yep, I knew you were going to bring the Bobcats up. The no, you know what I remember? I remember when Jacob and I used to put the couches together. Downstairs remember when we used to put the like... couches together? I don't remember this. And like, Jacob, are you serious? <laughs> you're making, you're making it sound very really sexual. It, 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 does, it, sexual it, it sounds it a little... Yeah, I know sexual. it wasn't, yeah. But we, t- we t- would turn the couches and put them together and have like our pit. And sit down yeah. there in our heartbroken lament of oh. people that had broken our heart. <laughs> we would stick the couches together yeah. and, and then sit that, down there for the longest time. Yeah. That one girl, that one girl, I feel like when we were all down there in the pit, brought in that cat, that dead cat. And oh. she was like, what? Someone oh. brought a dead cat into the She car. was dissecting it. She yeah. was dissecting a cat. She, she was, was like, I got to tell this neighbor, neighbor, right? Yeah. yeah. Because that was that time, he did. I, those, he those, did. those first couple years in college where you realize, or first couple months in college where you realize, like, no one's going to tell you to go to bed and no one's going to tell you to wake up. So we would hang out yeah. in that parlor yeah. till 2, 3 yeah. in the morning on a Tuesday just because you wanted to shoot the breeze or talk about, you know, like, who Well, and you thought, you thought you had so many responsibilities. You're like... <laughs> I have two classes really. I got two classes today. I'm not gonna make it. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So you'd sit there and shoot it, you know, and all that good stuff. But yeah, it, it's crazy how. So, uh, Jenny, are you are you one and done? Yeah. Yeah. Laura, are you one and done? No, but I tell people that I'm still getting over the trauma of the first. So. <laughs> what was? Did you have a bad bad birth? Um, yeah, she was a preemie. She was born six weeks early. Okay. Um, I had I went to the hospital because I wasn't feeling really great, and they were like, "Holy cow, your blood pressure is like unheard of." Um, and they diagnosed me with preeclampsia with like oh, yeah. severe conditions or something. Um, and so they basically told me at the time that I had to stay in the hospital um, until I gave birth to her, which yeah. they were weeks right now so we want to try to get her to 34 weeks um so I stayed in the hospital for about a week and that was right around um like COVID was just she was born in November of 2020 so COVID was a thing um and the hospital had kind of started to like they were allowing visitors and stuff and then right when I got sent to the hospital they like shut down completely and they wouldn't let anybody come um so I didn't see Dave until I was going into labor. They like would not let me have any wow. visitors for a week. That's so, good. And then they like kept bringing like they they brought in like the the NICU doctors and like all these people and they kept asking all these questions and like so it was pretty traumatic. And then they tried to induce labor. Um, it didn't work out. So I ended up having a C-section. So mm-hmm. it just it was like anything that could go wrong did. Yeah. But so that's why I say like give me a. Give me like another year or something. Also, my my sister's getting married in June, and she'd probably kill me if I was pregnant. <laughs> if you upstaged it, I can only imagine <laughs> the response. What the response would be? Oh my gosh, it's a little bit of a bridezilla. So. Yeah. Okay. I birth is traumatic, even when everything goes well. Yeah. I feel like it's you know it's a big not traumatic, but well, yeah. I mean, kinda, I remember. Yeah, it's a big event. <laughs> At like day three is when like your hormones and like you just you just you couldn't control it if you wanted to. And I just remember sobbing and being like, I haven't done enough for pregnant women before. 
Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I need to go apologize to all of them. Like, yeah. do something else. Bring them dinner. Make them something. I don't know. Cause I, and Dave's like, just take a shower and shut up. <laughs> yeah, our, our, our first one was was pretty traumatic as well where he was flipped upside down. Yeah. So oh. they spent, I mean, we were in hours, hours, and they tried to flip, flip. Uh, we had one time, you guys will enjoy this story. I know Jeeves has heard it. Uh, they brought, uh, like, med students in, and they were, like, trying to figure oh, out yeah. what path they wanted to go. And they are like, do you, you know, they obviously asked for consent, and she looked at me, I said, look, is she... It's your choice. It ain't it ain't my legs spread up in the air, all that kind of right. stuff. She said, and at that point she's like, I don't care. It's it is what it is, right? You know. They came in and at one point they're doing the, the tug of war thing. And she said she had made eyes with one of the guys, and you could tell he was just he was like, All right, I don't want to be in this field at all. And then a couple, you know, an hour or so later, they, they kind of they went out and they came back in and like it was three of them, but only two came back in, and one of them was like, Hey, where's old Johnny at, and they're like, oh, man, he's in the hallway. He's uh, he's contemplating his life. You could just see the whole process. Oh, um, but they could never, they process. never, they never got Luke flipped. So then finally it was the emergency C-section, and that, like, moved fast. Laura, I'm sure you, like, all of a sudden you're thinking one thing. I know yours was a little bit different, but then it's like, oh, now we're doing a C-section. Here, come sign this paperwork. Hey, here's this, here's this. And the doctors were luckily, like, extremely professional, though it was wild going into that room and they're like blasting Dave Matthews band. And, oh. and, and it's just like, it's, really? like, it's like if, if all of us, they're regular days and we go in and we're just it's doing so nonchalant. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody her name like prior to giving birth to her. Yeah. And so all the nurses like kept trying to get it out of me. And I remember I was so sick. I had to have, it was an emergency C-section. So it was like the last minute thing. Yep. So I, they like wheeled me in. And at this time I had, I had to wear a mask. Because Ooh. it was, like, during COVID times. And I remember them trying to give me, like, the epidural. And they're, like, just walking around. They're just, like, talking about their kids. They start blasting music yep. in the in the OR. They're, like, playing all these different songs with girls' names in it. Because they're trying to, like, guess the girls' name. I think they're, like, trying to get my mind off of it. And I'm yeah. just sitting there. And then I, like, lay down. And I am, like, I'm going to throw up. And, like, nobody's paying attention to me. They're talking about, like, what they're doing tomorrow, yep. what they're doing, you know, like, what they had for dinner, how, whatever it was. And this poor kid who was, like, the anesthesiologist intern is just looking at me. And I'm, like, I'm all, I just start vomiting. And he's, like, oh, 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 we need to get her a new mask. And I'm, like, oh. somebody, somebody do oh, more no. than that. Like, <laughs> Just knock uh, me out. Yeah, because yeah, Jerriana ran, ran through all of her. Uh, what's the what's the the epidural? So then by the time like she started actually feeling everything, and that's when they finally decided to do the C section, all that stuff. But then so for the second one, I was a little more coherent because it was a scheduled C section. So then I I I just like I knew I didn't want I did not want to go beyond the wall, right? No Game of Thrones. I'm not going. Yeah. I'll stick behind. You know. Stay up there with the crucified yeah, position. Yeah, I, I was staying up there. But at this point, I'm like I said, I'm coherent, so I'm seeing everything and seeing more of like them, like the movement and how she's moving because they're pulling the baby out. And oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh no, blood flying up to the top uh. of the, it hitting the light, and I'm just like, yeah. oh no. All right, we need another. You know, and the and the doctor's yelling, need another bag of blood, and you're just like trying to keep it together because you can't really freak out because you can't like you don't want to pass out in the room and be that guy, right? And Right. So then finally they pull, you know, they pull the baby out and he poops, he pees, all that good stuff, weigh him and everything like that. But 
it was just, yeah two different experiences of one being extremely exhausted and the other one being coherent and realizing oh wow like and, the, and yeah. hearing them go all right livers out all right intestines are out and you're thinking oh my god it's like because that's what they have to do take all the organs out to pull this baby oh, yeah. out and it's just oh, like yeah. thinking about what? that yeah you yeah. didn't know that they got no. a, you, like so they say a c-section is like one of the most like intense surgeries you can have like yep. they literally cut through five layers of like your like fascia and like all of what i had stuff. no idea yep oh my god it's terrible and they have to like take it all out and yep. like i i felt like i was like laying there and i could feel it for a minute and i'm like oh okay they're like just prepping me they're getting ready and then like five seconds later they're like here she is yeah i'm like oh okay but yeah it's it's like they're like they're wow, i didn't know my that. abdomen that i can't feel now it's yep. like completely numb. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they take the organs out and basically set them on the side of you on a, or whatever what? as they're pulling the baby out. Yeah. Because that that's... was not a Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> was not. I was had not. no idea. Listen, I almost I almost gave birth in the car, so like <laughs> I really didn't know. I decided that I was going to have an all natural birth because you know I'm a little bit of a hippie. Like, yes. Yes. Wait. Before you get you to know? that, before you get to that, the, to go inside your hippiness. Last time I was at Jenny's house was to pick up our cat Lilo. As we were in the house, she had those some ants running around her kitchen. And I was like, Stop. Are you... Don't talk about Bob. <laughs> See, and I was like, uh, Jenny, do you, do you need It me? was one ant, Jacob. It uh, was one ant. But if there's one, if there's one, there's more. Yeah, and I'm like, Jenny, yeah, we, need to, one, we need to we need to kill this thing? No, no, don't kill it. I'm like, excuse me? What? Now again, I'll, it's her house, so I didn't kill it because it was her rules. <laughs> but still, I'm just like, what? So that's what kind of, she's like, no, we'll just put it in a cup and we'll take it back outside. I'm like, yeah. I mean, he's just going to come right back in. So that's he the kind of. He lived here for like a hot minute. I'm, so I'm a vegan. I, people may not know that. But um, so we don't kill anything here. Anything. Nothing. There was, okay. a, so we, there was a time. We in, catch in, it and take it out. In college, though, I remember like, I thought you were going to become like a Jaoist or something. <laughs> it was like the people that literally like sweep the paths before they go <laughs> And to, like, make sure that they're not harming yeah. any creatures. Oh, all. yeah. I pick up worms. Like, it's, I can't, like, if we see worms on the sidewalk, we stop. I don't care if we're late. Like, we're going to help them. Um, it's a thing here. Yeah. Yeah. When I see so, a I'm like, WWGD, like, what would Jenny do? <laughs> we had that, that ant lived in my house for, like, a solid year. His name was Bob. And we would step over him <laughs> when we had to walk. I'm like shocked that none of your dogs are cats. I know. Um, I do have one cat, Pepper. She's a tortie. She's a sucker for a bug. So like, I just you know, if it's natural selection and she comes across it and deals with it, that's her business. But yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hurt it. Gotcha. Um, so I just catch them and put them outside. All right. So back to your your natural birth. You were in. Oh yeah. The so car. vegan hippie. So yeah. yeah well, I had decided I was going to be all natural. I was like, don't want anything. Just want to do it. Want to have a natural birth. Want to breastfeed forever. Like, all the things. And so I, I had a doula and a midwife. Well, my midwife tells me the week before that she's hit her hours for the week and they're in the middle of a merger and she's probably not going to make it. <laughs> but I'm sorry, what? So I had a doula and I was like, it's going to be fine. Well, my mom came and I love my mother very much, but she's a little paranoid and anxious, right? And so we're here at the house and I had gone into labor at 8.30 that morning. I had suffered a miscarriage before, Graham, so I knew what contractions felt like because I had 18 hours of contractions with the first baby. And so 8.30 that morning, I'm training my new teacher replacement. I'm like, okay, I am in labor. I'm having contractions. And I called the doctor. They said, oh, my God, come in right now. Well, the doctor was 45 minutes away. And I said, you know, no, 
they're 20 minutes apart. I think it's fine. They were like, no, you need to come in and be checked. I was like, I think it's fine. It's fine. So I did not go. Um, and then when they got about five minutes apart later that afternoon, like one or two o'clock, I went, they checked me. They said, oh, you know, three or four centimeters. Uh, the hospital's full because it's a full moon. So we don't have a space for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can go back home. If you could go back home and just chill out for a little bit. Hopefully, it was a full moon, it was a full moon when I gave birth to it. It was wow. a Friday night full moon. Wow. Uh, so we went out and got Thai food. And I remember they were like every five minutes apart. They said when they come every three minutes apart, call us back. Okay, well, then they came every three minutes apart. And I remember having to stop on the way back to the car because it was like, whew, I can't walk. You yeah. know, like it was just starting to get to that point. Uh, so I called them back. They were like, okay, um, come up here again and let us check you. I honestly don't remember if I went back again or not, but they said when it, when you're every one minute apart, you need to be at the hospital. Well, we got to the point where it was every one minute apart for an hour. And I thought, you know, I feel like we should, maybe should leave soon. It was nighttime, like eight o'clock. Maybe my doula was here. David was like buying litter at the pet store. Cause he couldn't stand it. Like he could not stand <laughs> to be in the same room with me moaning like a cow. And so I went to the bathroom cause I kept feeling like I needed to go. And I could feel his head. And I was like, oh, wow. we should leave because we are 45 minutes from the hospital. <laughs> and I've almost just birthed this baby in the toilet. So <laughs> David put me in the car in the back seat. And I had like a knee on the seat and a knee on the floorboard. And he had the windows down. And I, I was literally mooing like a cow. And uh, we stopped at like a stop sign. And everybody at the gas station was staring at me. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm in labor. <laughs> So we get to the hospital. My mom got there before me because she was driving like a bat out of hell because she just knew I was going to give birth to him in the car. And she runs into the emergency department. She says, she's in labor. And so the woman comes out and she's kind of leisurely walking and she takes one look at me and she runs back in and gets the wheelchair and runs back out, puts me in the wheelchair, runs me upstairs. They check me immediately. I was at nine and a half centimeters, like almost ready to push. And then I stalled for three hours. At nine and a half centimeters. So for three hours, I was on my knees, on my side, on my back, on the ball, on the peanut thing, yeah. like moving all around. And I saw, I just, I don't think I was meant to give birth in a hospital. I just thought <laughs> I should have just had him at home. Um, pushed for like 40 minutes. He came out. It was super non-eventful. I mean, it was, it was a beautiful birth. Like I cannot complain. Beautiful pregnancy. But um, it is traumatic even when it's right and yeah. when it's wrong. I mean, it takes women years to get over the trauma of yeah. that. And there's just no sense of modesty or no, any sort no, of... no. That's what. Yeah, I remember that first yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, just it's... learning. Just you know, we all laugh at jokes when they talk about body parts or whatever. And going in, I remember going to like one of those first couple uh, appointments. You know, checking the baby, and they're just saying like vagina and boobs or what, breasts and everything. And you're just kind of like, and no one laughs. And you're like, okay, I guess I shouldn't laugh then. And then you go to the hospital and, and like, they're just talking about different organs and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, no one's going to laugh. Is this okay? So this is professional. Like they use those words in everyday life. Like we use every other yeah, word, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, my funniest story was when I went to the hospital, they were like, we need to give you a strep test. Yeah. to make sure yeah. yep. that we're okay. Yep. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, I've had those before. And they yep. come in and they have it. And they're like, okay, honey. Yep. And I'm like, ah. And they're like, nope. no. Mm-mm. No. Like, not that whole. Yep. So yep. They thought that was pretty yeah. funny. And yes. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember Jerry talking about the time when she got the strep test. I was like, yep, that's one of those ones you go, whoa, okay, all righty, there it is. Like, you just... Kind of the things yep. you go through. So, 
Now, Jenny, there's you, no pain like that pain though. Like no pain like that. I mean, it, I could take absolutely anything in the world now. Like I'll sit for a tattoo and not even flinch. Nose piercing didn't even flinch. Like I feel like you can deal with any sort of pain if you've sat through that. Yeah, that's that's fair. Now, now or like if your balls kicked or something. Yeah, getting weird, kicked, right? kicked in the nuts hurts hurts a good little bit. But I don't know. That's that's that probably depending on the the heat of it. Last what maybe 30 40 minutes, depending on the heat, you guys. I mean, right? Still, it's just like I didn't come here for all these labor stories, <laughs> right? It's all good. Uh, so Jenny, you being the hippie, did you uh save the placenta and eat it like a year later, like a wedding cake? Or I did not do that. To. I thought about it, I mm. did not do that. I'll tell you why I didn't. Okay, it's disgusting. Do you want to hear? Yeah, I, what, wait, what? Before, before you do all that, what is the what is the reasoning behind oh. when women do that? Okay, well, listen, I'm not an expert on this because I didn't do it, okay? But most people will do it to, like, recover nutrients. And you really think about it, like, in biology, most mammals do do that. Yeah. So, like, rats will give birth and they'll eat the placenta. Like, a lot of animals do that. Mm. To get nutrients back, to get iron, to get, you know... I used to have pet rats, so I know about that. But I had a friend that... Um, she had some kind of like random uh, yeast infection when she was pregnant. It was weird. It was on her face. They couldn't figure out what it was. She had to get on meds for it, whatever. So she gave birth um, and she was like, I'm going to encapsulate my placenta. Do you want to help? Absolutely. Hell yes. I want to help. So I'm in her house, like watching her placenta, turning it inside out, like scrubbing it up. I told you I was going to see Dried it out, put it in the dehydrator. Okay, like, I, I helped her prep her placenta. We were super clean about it. We followed all the rules, like, sanitized everything. So her husband walks in the house, and he was like, what are you cooking? Oh. <laughs> so anyway, we did it. We did it totally right. We did everything right. Well, she started taking it, and guess what? That yeast infection came back. Mm. So it was really interesting, and I just, I don't know, like, I... I don't know. I just didn't want to. Yeah. I did want you to do more like, about the breastfeed, the, the like milk. Did I was do that? big. I was big on breastfeeding. I breastfed for three years. Okay. Because my next question was going to be, are time. you still breastfeeding? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I did do it for three years. I will tell you, and he had a lip tie. Uh, so it was painful yeah. for literally three years. Yeah. Um, but when my mom gave birth to me, she was not able to breastfeed. Mostly, I think, because she didn't have proper support. Mm. And so for me, that was a really big thing. So I worked full time. I was pumping four times a day. I pumped on the way to work, on the way home, during work. I was big on breastfeeding. That was a big thing for me. Uh, and that's one reason I wasn't so sure about meds at birth because I had read, you know, maybe it'll make them sleepy or whatever. And um, I, I'm just a firm believer that people have to do what's right for them. Yeah. If you're pro, if you want to breastfeed, you should do that. If you want a formula feed, yeah. you should do that. If you want an epidural, you should do that because you're the mom and you have to. You have to be able to take care of your baby in a way that works for you. Yeah. And my way works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. So, um, you know, that's just what I that's just what I wanted. But no, I did not encapsulate my placenta. Did do you still have breast milk left? Um, I actually found the very last bag of it the other day. So we had an excess, and I ended up donating some to a mom that needed not much, just like a hundred ounces. Um, she needed it, but I found like the last bag. And I threw it away, and it was hard for me. But I was like, I would never feed this to him because he's five, right? Like that's weird. So well, I just it, popped it. They say that you should put it in like their bath water; that it's great for their skin. 
Yeah, I could see that. I did have jewelry made with it. Mm. Like I had a set of earrings and a necklace made with it. And it's really pretty. It's really pretty. Huh. Like it's beautiful, you, but I don't wear it. Did so. you try it yourself? Yo, yeah. I tried to give it to everybody that would listen. Oh. I was like, try this. It's so good. <laughs> My husband was like, hell no. <laughs> hell no. I'm, I'm in his boat. Hell no. Hell no. He I mean, you're want... going to drink it from a cow? Like, seriously, I'd much rather have it from a person. He didn't like want to ruin low, any like... future good times later on with thoughts. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I guess. That's... I guess. Some people are into that. I'm just <laughs> they, saying. There are. There are some people into that. You, you had you a small market. You could have been selling it on the side. You know? I could have. I could have retired right now yeah. is what I could have done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't find out about that until later. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. But it is a thing. Uh, but no, yeah, I tried it. It's great. It's, I mean, it's perfect. It's super sweet. It's like it reminds me of like like sweet vanilla plant milk of some sort. Like mm. it doesn't taste like cow milk to me at all. Okay. So wait, but uh, it's been a minute since I had cow milk, so I don't really know. Yeah. What were you always vegan through college? No. When did you? No, when I didn't did, turn. When did you make that decision, and why? So. <laughs> I had a cat. I don't know if you remember, but I had this cat named Fern. She was like the love of my life. And I moved to this town away from my family, semi-close to David. We were dating, but we weren't married. And I was like, I'm going to move close enough that I can see you, but far enough away that if this doesn't work out, it'll be fine. You know, I won't run into you. Um, And so I lived in this apartment um, in a senior citizen community (laughs) with my cat like a true 60 year old. And, uh, I would come home every day, like share a can of tuna with her. She was my buddy. Right. So the day that we got married, um, I had her and another cat here at this house. The day after we got married, my mom called me and she said, she's not doing well. I don't know what's going on with her. And I said, Oh, she's just fat. And you know, she wasn't old. She was only three or four. I said, she's just fat. She's probably just hiding. So I got home and she was, she was not doing well. Um, and she was, like, that was, like, my first kid, you know, like, my yeah. first baby that I had yeah. had on my own. I, that was my gift to myself when I graduated. She was a rescue. So I took all of our wedding money, which was, like, $6,000, and I drove her immediately that Sunday to the emergency vet. I slammed the money on the table, and I said, I don't care what you have to do. Fix her. I don't I don't care what you have to do. We were getting ready to leave for our honeymoon. Uh, and so they put her in this, like, bariatric chamber to help her breathe. I was like, take my money. Just take it. I don't want it. Just save her. Uh, and so we came back home and we started packing. I did not want to go. I was like, I don't want to go. I want to be with Fern. And my family said, this is your honeymoon. Yeah. You, have to, yeah. you have to go. You have to go. You, know, you have to. And my mom, and I was like, that's my child, you know? And so my mom says, I will go and be with Fern. You go on your honeymoon. Cause my mom loved her. She loved this cat. So, um, she died. She ended up dying. And, um, so, I got almost to the honeymoon location, and my mom called me, and she said, I have some really bad news. And she said, I held her while she died, and she said, I'm so glad you weren't here because it was horrible. Yeah. She said it was really bad. Worst. It's worst. She couldn't breathe. She had heart failure. Like, her lungs were filled with fluid. She was only three years old, like, super random. So um, we got to the hotel. I ate my entire wedding cake because I was sad. So I sat there on the bed and cried. I ate my entire wedding cake, and I had – dabbled in vegetarianism because my mom had colon cancer and I had read, you know, plant-based diets better for that. So I had just started kind of learning about the ethical side of veganism and vegetarianism. And I remember looking at David and saying, if what I eat causes that to happen to another animal, I don't want any part of it. 
I just remember that just like clicking into place. Like if, if what I am eating is causing another animal to go through what she just went through, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I went vegan on my honeymoon in Charleston, which was wow. hard because I didn't know how to be vegan. Right. I was like, Dude, what do you have that's vegan? And back in 2014. Oh, it's the French like, fries. Yeah. Yeah. Fries for life. Right. French salads. It's like my yeah. favorite. Back in 2014, it, like, wasn't a thing. You know, it just wasn't such a thing to be vegan. And so um, I missed out on a lot. Like, no fried green tomatoes, no whatever. But I just said, like, I can't do that. Like, I can't I can't live knowing that I have done that to something else on purpose. Like, I just can't do it. So that's when it started. So okay. I went vegan on my honeymoon. So this year, when, when we've been married six years, it will also be 14 yeah, it'll also be six years vegan. Wow, I don't wow. know. Them late no, eight night, years vegan. Them, eight years. Them late night, years. late night cookout trays. I don't know. I can't give some of that stuff up. I, out of sight, out of mind for it's me. Fries, Jimmy. it's fries. Out yeah. Of, well, I mean, it's fries. It's very much out of here. sight, out of yeah. mind. I can't yeah, believe I that was your turning point. Do you not remember running into the people on the campus that would give you the pamphlets that were? I don't. Almost, you know, well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I have really learned. Because um, when you turn, when you first go vegan, and I think this is the case for most vegans, there's a period of like really being angry. You're like, I can't believe my whole life I haven't seen this. It's li- it literally was like a veil was lifted, but it took me giving up meat for the whole colon cancer thing. I went, I went vegetarian for health, yeah. not for because you, you were really, really skinny at your wedding. Yeah, you oh, I was yeah. like rail thin. Yeah, yeah. I lost. Of 40 pounds in four months. Like, wow. I, because it was like, you need to eat a plant based diet or you're going to get colon cancer. So I went from like a size 10 to a size zero to, yeah. <laughs> like, they kept having to take my dress in and I wasn't even trying. It was just, I changed my diet and that's yeah. what happened. And my mom was sick and I was running because it was like either that or get medicated. Yeah. You know, it was either, you yeah. Know. So, um, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it took giving up meat to really allow myself to be open to the hurt that that was causing. But I've, I've learned as a vegan, you don't change people by showing them these horrific stories. Yeah. That's not how you change people. You change people by showing them the, the parts of animals that connects to them, yeah. like a cow playing with a ball or, you know, you show, you show people by doing it. And being it and living it. And then people get curious and they want to ask questions. And they're like, oh, well, you're eating a burger, but you're a vegan. Right. This is a veggie burger. And then they start asking questions. And then, you know, my cholesterol dropped 65 points. So then people wanted to hear about that. And it just, you know, there I've, there have been several people that have kind of converted just out of curiosity. But you don't, you don't get people to change by shoving pamphlets in their face yeah. and calling them killers. That's not how you do it. And, yeah. you know. The whole point of veganism is cause is causing the least amount of harm possible. It's ahimsa, do no harm, cause no harm. But we harm people by not giving them the grace and empathy that they need when they're trying to make that choice. So, um, no, the pamphlets did not do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how these conversations have changed in uh, what? 10, 15 years, however long it's been. It's 2022. Yeah, I'll say 15. It's not 15. Is it not 15 yet? Man. I feel like it's been close. It's eleven. It's been, but it's been it's been eleven years since we graduated. Isn't that that's insane? Coming up this June. So Jake, actually, what what is your profession currently? What am I? I, I work as a operations coordinator at Fox Sports. 
So we like it. what? Yeah, what? I mean, it's working in live TV. It's not on the production side. I did work when I first got out of college. I I stumbled around, moved back here, was working at a movie theater. Then finally got it. It was Speed Channel. Got in there and I was logging stuff, and then worked as a production yeah, system, that. production assistant, and worked on like cutting pieces. And then right as Speed kind of transition to Fox Sports 1. There was like a big cut, and they were like, well, we're not going to pick up the production side, but I had somebody who hired me earlier who was like, hey, we're going to go work on the assignment desk, and we deal with L.A. So I was like, well, it's better than not having not having a job. So I did that, and that was a wild shift. I worked like 4 a.m. to 1 p.m. for, oh, golly, uh, about a year, a year and a half. That was like about a year and a half, two years, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that was, that was tough because it was still – like uh, mid twenties to where you still want to go out and cut loose and like I don't I think me and Jerry and I got engaged around that time yeah we did get in, near the end of that time or in the middle of that shift she hadn't moved in me and G I live with Nate and then I live with Jeeves and then she moved in because her lease ran up in like May and our lease lease ran up in like August or something so she moved in yeah. near the end of that but. It was tough because you still want to kind of go out on like trivia nights, right? And a couple yeah. Wednesday nights. Nate, my, hus- my husband currently works four to one, um, Ooh, which yeah. is definitely interesting, especially because he works an hour away. So he really works like three to two. Ooh, um, my gosh. But honestly, Ooh. it works for us because he loves it. He worked that when he was younger and he like loved that because he kind of like would take a nap. Um, when he got up from like got home from work, and then he'd like go party, and then he'd like come, he'd yeah. go to, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, he just it worked for him, and it works for us now because like he's still home for dinner and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's he was working like um, two two p.m. to eleven. Yeah. So I never saw him because yeah. we were opposite hours, but. Sorry, I totally cut you oh, off. Oh no, 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 no. That's yeah, and that that shift. It, the benefits of it is yeah. When you get off at one, you can knock out all your, you know, errands. You can go straight to the grocery yeah. store, knock that out. You can set all your appointments, doctor's appointment, eye appointments, whatever. Two thirty, you can get in, and it's easy. You don't have to literally like, you know schedule around anything. The tiredness oh. does have a factor. You need to be in you know in bed by hopefully nine and fall asleep yeah. by yeah, ten. I mean, he's asleep. Yeah, exactly. Right yeah, like because you you know you, you start doing the math like oh that's only four hours of sleep that's two hours of sleep that and I did have like you know a learning moment in my you know the mid twenties I remember talking it was like NFL draft night and I was talking to coworkers how I was going to be I remember sleeping through my alarm because I drank too much and waking up at six and people were like where are you and me and like having to explain that and so got off of that then when it was the assignment desk was kind of dissolving. And another guy I was working with, uh, you know, I said, I want to stay on this side. But he was basically like, this ship is sinking. Go to this other job that opened in operations. And that was actually like a month before I got married. Um, went over to do that. And I've been there since. And basically all I do is like when you see like live, live shots set up, we have a NASCAR race hub is done out of our building here in Charlotte. We also do these things called HRPs, home run productions, where the basketball game like the talent and cameras are on site, but everything runs through our control room here in Charlotte. So we could do a Yukon Providence game. Yeah. And in Providence or in Yukon and it comes all the cameras come back here and um so we sit there and make sure if anybody basically we're kinda like the firefighters of the building. When people want to yell and bitch at somebody, they bitch at us and then we figure out the solution of how to fix it. Uh and all that kind of stuff. So it's good. It's and it's not as now that I've been in it for a while, I've got a little seniority of, and I've built time up, so I can 
ask for certain days off, ask for spring breaks off, use my time, use you know, take my vacation. And the pay is not crazy great, but the benefits, I mean, this past kid we had, uh, the first time Jerriana was on, you know, the state's uh, health plan and we paid a good amount of money to have this baby. Mm-hmm. The first yeah. one. The second one, we paid a total of like 200 bucks. Yeah. Wow. Really? So, like, it, it, you like you always get mad because you're like, I wish they paid me more. But then yeah. you're like, well, damn, I, I really don't want to leave because these benefits are just so good. Like, you know, we yeah. get... Well, then you're preaching to the choir because I'm a teacher. Like, we <laughs> yeah. get, it evens right? out. Like, and everyone will always say, like, you get your summers off. It's like a nine-month salary. But um, that was the same thing. I got my bill for uh, my child. And because I stayed in the hospital for, like, two weeks. Yeah. And I had an emergency C-section. And I was in, like, four different rooms. It was, like, $80,000. Yep. Um, and I paid not a dime. So <laughs> Not a dime? Mm-mm. That's good. I remember well, learning. I mean, I paid, I mean, I paid $200 a pay for the insurance yeah. or something. The $200, yeah, the $200 copay, the one-time payment you pay, you can either pay it, like, at your first OBG visit or you can yeah. pay it near the end. Uh, and, um, yeah, I remember. Well, there was even one time they were like, you owe, you owe $300 for this ultrasound. And I was like, what? Yeah. And then they called it back and they're like, oh, no, you got that insurance? Never mind. Yeah. You, you're all set. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, really? I remember looking at the bill the first time seeing how much a C-section <clears throat> was, and just a C-section is like thirty grand. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And then on top of oh, that, crap. you got to pay all the doctors because they're yeah. they're making like, you know, X thousand dollars an hour or whatever they're making on top of all their certifications well, and, and stuff. all the meds yep. and like all the blood they draw and all yep. the ultrasounds and all the machines. Every machine costs something else. And, and, that, and that's where I also learned that nurses do God's work. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. you know they, they. We talked about it on last last week's pod. Just how that's what I learned. Like seeing them take care of like Jerryanna with like helping her clean her wound, helping her go to the bathroom, making sure she used the bathroom, cleaning up everything. Yeah. And then that first child you had when they came in and actually at the night shift, they'd actually clean the baby for you and change the diaper and all that stuff. Yeah. And you're like, actually, being in the hospital is not too bad. It's when you get home and you have to do it all yourself is when it gets really bad. Yeah. And you also <laughs> see that the doctors are nowhere to be found. Yes. Like, I would see my yeah. doctor at 9 a.m. and then, like, not again for days. Yep. And, like, like Jenny said, I had my sheep. So it was a full moon Halloween, um, and then she was born on the 4th of November. But so it was madness. Like, there was, like, two days <laughs> where I saw nobody. Like, I'm like, can I get a cup of ice? Like, I don't know. Um. But yeah, the nurses like they run the hospital. Yeah, they make it's, sure. it's it's a wild. Wait, she was born on the fourth of November. Yeah, that's Graham's birthday. No, I lied. She was born on the third of November. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, do they share a birthday? No, I didn't realize don't. that. No, it's funny it's because close, right? I remember. Yeah, so she was born on the third, and Grandma's born on the fourth, and then my other good friend, her daughter, was born on the fifth. Wow. Mm-hmm. And my first born. And so. So Tegan was born on election day, so like Ooh. I, I was just like, oh, I'm yeah. like, sorry, I, I got no part in this. You <laughs> do your thing. I'm no comment. Yeah, no comment. Yeah, I did like an absentee ballot, or so. I remember like voting early because I was that was a big 2016. I think. Oh yeah, Obama, was... I was like, I'm gonna need to get my vote in for that. Yeah, yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. had uh, yeah, and see the new, another November. Our first was November 21st. Mm-hmm. And then the second is June twenty first, so we just had two twenty ones there. That was it's it's easy That's to remember. Close this. to me. Oh yeah. 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 I'm June thirtieth. Okay. Okay. I 
I know a ton of people that are born on the 20th. I saw a meme the other day that was like, they were like, you know those people that have a birthday and you're like, oh, okay, and then those people that are like, oh, yep, that's a day for birthdays. Like, everyone and their mom has the same birthday. Yeah. Like, yep. I just feel like. Everybody was getting so. busy. The the liquor was flowing. The tones were playing. I mean, that's just you just you just backtrack it and realize, oh, okay, it was somebody's birthday. It was a holiday, or you know, someone just yeah. poured a little extra that's tequila. Like, you know, that's like part of growing up is like when you realize that it's mm. nine months, then you count back from yep. your birthday, and you're yep. like, huh? <laughs> and you're like, wait a yeah. second. That's that's July fourth. Wait a second, or that's whatever it is. You're like, oh, that's so and so. Valentine's Day. Valentine, yep, that's it. Valentine's yeah. Day. Yep, yep, yep. That's or, my dad's birthday. Day, yep, the birth. <laughs> that is, and then you're like, and that's another thing. Then you once you realize that, you go, I need to delete that from my memory forever because I don't yeah. want to associate yeah. that holiday with uh, my parents getting frisky. You know, so unlock. Yep. Well, I'll tell you a, a funny story since we were talking about getting frisky. Uh, and we're talking about parents and stuff. Just a couple, just a couple weeks ago, we had we went to the Air Church concert, and afterwards, uh, we were looking for an Uber to come back. And I'm with it's me and Jerry, and I'm with my sister and her boyfriend. And Ubers were like a hundred and fifty dollars from downtown Charlotte to like we were like 15, 20 minutes away uh, in northern oh, North gosh. Charlotte, and we were like that's insane. So we start walking. Well, then my sister, being the youngest decides as she always does let's call our parents i never think to call my parents to really bail me out unless it's like severely bad scenario but i guess the youngest just always thinks let me call my parents because they'll bail us out yeah so we call them and of course my mom thinks something terrible's happened because it's like midnight 12 30 and she can hear people around and she's freaking out I'm like no nah, and i and i'm highly intoxicated but anyway so they, oh yeah never. so they, they come down they pick <laughs> They pick, they pick us up. Well, then I'm in the back of the car, and I, we get on something. I'm thinking, you know, you just start reminiscing. You get a little emotional as you're drinking, you know, all that stuff. You get older, and you start thinking, like, man, isn't it wild? I kept telling my parents, isn't it wild that you guys got, uh, you know, 30-something years ago, y'all got frisky. Would you ever think you'd be here picking us up in downtown Charlotte from a, a concert, you know? It's just one of those, as we were talking about different things, of you never think, you know, in 30 years – we could all yeah, be picking right. our kids up from some, you know, concert or something just because there's people we haven't met yet in this world or and things we haven't done kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that your mom and dad had to come pick you up. Yeah, that was that was all my sister's plan. It was, and then when they, and they drove us to cookout. That was nice, and that was I needed that. That's better than paying one hundred and fifty dollars for an oof. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that's a little absurd. Indeed. All right, well, we'll let y'all get to it. Jeeves, you got the horn? I cannot do the horn. Oh. I'm on my phone. Okay, well, we'll do it. Burn, 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 burn. We'll do Warehouse Distillery Wine Under the Bridge Notebook. I've sent. It used to be a notebook. Now it's a Google Doc since we do all these virtually, and it's a lot better than me taking pictures from our notebook and sending them to you. So who wants to pick one first and go, or while you guys are looking, the only real housekeeping I got is our Yahoo Tourney Pick'em. If anybody out there wants to join, it's free. It's picking the basketball games. The, it's on Yahoo. ID is eight seven three, and the password is beards all lowercase letters. Other than that, that's about all I got. Jeeves, you got anything? You got today and tomorrow to pick. That's right. Start Thursday noon Thursday, I think, is when it locks up. So yep, it locks noon Thursday. Uh, Survivor. Yeah, I won't run through the whole thing. First season Survivor, first episode was good. Jeeves, you lost your, you lost your number one man. And I was so upset when that happened. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you got to tell these people 
about everything that you that you're taking or that you're trying to come off of, and yeah, he just he just didn't tell him. Yep. But hopefully, I can bounce back and get my number two go. My number two go pretty far. Yeah, we'll see. All right, do either of you have a question or are you still looking? I think I have one. All right. You go All first. right. Okay. If you could have a Pokemon as a pet, which one would you choose? Ooh. Who, who, uh, is there a name next to that? Anonymous. Anonymous. I know what my answer would be. Right. I'm curious what you would say. Okay. I, I mean, I think it's, <clears throat> it's got to be uh, Charmander. I think I always Why? just, I don't know, just the fire, the orange. I feel like burning things down. That was just the first one that popped to my mind. Maybe Vulpix okay. would be the other one. You know, the little Firefox there. Um, yeah. That would be my two. So fire type. Yes. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm more of a, a squirtle kind of guy. <laughs> the little... Oh, like, are you? Yeah. yeah, the the water, the water, flashlights <laughs> as, as you evolve it. He's just just cute little cutty daddy. Okay, Laura, I, I like Evie. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just so cute, and then it has so many different ways it evolves. So it's just like you know, always be fresh. Yeah. You never know. I feel like we like all said like the most basic Pokemon because we're oldest sin and That's like true. I don't I couldn't tell you what any of the new Pokemon are called. Are your kids oh, in your class big, that's talking like about big the Pokemon? in our house? Oh my god, they're obsessed. They well, they go through phases. So like they talk about what grade does Jeriana teach? Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. So my kids are in second. So they go through phases. Like they sometimes they like Pokemon, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they like all sorts of you know. They're very much like on that like baby borderline. They're like mm. like that's just babyish, and they like want to be cool, and they like want to play Fortnite, but they're not really old enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they'll go through Pokemon like where they love like those kind of phases. So um, they do. Well, lately, they haven't been talking about it a lot, but I never know what they're talking about when they when they talk. Yeah. I I confiscate a lot of cards. I have like mm. a whole drawer full. Okay. But, oh my god, you're so mean. Oh, I am bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I told you to put those away. I'm like, I told you to put those away. And they're like, huh. I'm like, no, seriously, put it away or I take it. And then I take it and then they don't remember. Like they don't remember that I have it. And then I just have like a stack. Look. Or that like we had like a porta potty um out like on our like recess field. And you could see the kids like hiding behind it, like trading cards. Because <laughs> wow. they like they have such like That's they like, are terrible because they they can't trade because they they're like this is like not PC but like Indian givers, you know that expression yeah. like where they give yeah. it away. They give it away and then they're like, oh, well, he took my card from me, and I'm like, mm, you gave it to him. <laughs> uh huh. So, but I want it back. Or they'll be like, I'll give you five cards tomorrow, and yeah. that guy never comes in with the five cards kind of yeah. thing. Mm. Well, Laura, if you ever need to get rid of them, I I take like tables and I turn them. Oh. I take po I've taken. I've done a Pokemon card, two Pokemon card tables. I actually have my table here in the basement where I took old football cards. Like it's half Panthers on the side and then half my favorite cards Ooh. growing up. 
And then I like mosh poshed it down. This was during COVID. I oh, cool. up. It's something I always wanted to do, but never had the time. But then when COVID hit, it was like, oh, let's do all the arts and crafts. And then I put uh, acrylic on the top. So then you can't, you know, if something spills on it, because those you know, the cardboard and everything. And I've done that for a side, you know, I've made it for people. I did a dolphin's table for a buddy of mine and all that stuff. So if you ever just want to send them down here and clear out your drawer, by all means. I'll have to look. Sometimes I just, I won't tell you that I throw them out. But that's, that's I a, Laura. You should at least list them on like Facebook Marketplace and make some money. But they're money. not necessarily like valuable. Like, and they've been it like, it doesn't matter. People hand. still want them. It don't matter. You could put, you could list them, you could list 200 Pokemon cards for 15 bucks and you'd, you'd sell them in a heartbeat. All right, yeah. I know. I need to get better at that. It's okay. I've been, my recent hobby has been flipping stuff from Goodwills. That's smart. Yeah. I tried to get into that. I, like, everybody's obsessed with, like, Ray Dunn from Home Goods. Mm -hmm. And there were, like, those, like, coveted ones. So for, like, a little while, I'd, like, go and scour the TJ Maxx to try to, I'm like, this is it. This is my big break. This is how I'm going to make my money. <laughs> This is how I retire. I've a, I, I just, the biggest one we just did was I found a Virginia Tech rugby polo, like the ones like that are like the jerseys. And it was like yeah. brand new almost. And they sell for like 105 bucks. And we, awesome. we were able to flip it for 75 and I paid five bucks for it. So Wow. My friend, my friend Anna likes to find things at like estate sales and give them to me because she thinks it's funny. Like I have these like <laughs> random ducks and she gave me this like porcelain dog that's like so ugly. And I was like, you know what? This looks like something that's like ugly enough that it would be popular. Yeah. And I looked on eBay and it was like 500 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I got to list this. Wow. Yeah. yeah I just, I just found, you know, the band Fish. Yeah. I found this big flag, like a huge three foot by five foot flag. And there's only two listed on the internet. One's on eBay for $475. And Ooh. then there's another one on like one of the Poshmarks or whatever for like $45. Yeah. And I'm like, well, where's the middle ground here? $375, $45. What? There's one thing I know yeah. about fish is that their fans are like yes. crazy. So, so I'm sure that there's somebody. So we've, we've been like trying to Google a lot of the stuff. And I guess there was like. At a fish concert, if you put up a fish flag, people have to try to steal it, and then they have to fly it again, and people, like, it was on their Reddit. We were going through Reddit, reading all these things, and oh, people were like, yeah. well, I don't want my flag stolen. Why would I? And like, you have to defend it, exactly. but not in a nonviolent way. But then, so Jerry and I actually just joined, like, a fish memorabilia Facebook group to try to sell this flag. Paid 99 cents for it, so anything we get right. out of it, I mean, is, right. is just, it's a yeah, win. It's yeah. profit. Yeah. But it's been fun. That's wild. Yeah. Because, Jenny, we were up your way because you're in Kannapolis, right? Yeah. And you've got that one, that shopping center over there that has the Pet Smart, the Party City. Um, yeah, Afton. It's yes, Afton. So we went up there because there's a Party City near us, but it's terrible. Like, they never have it staffed, stuff over So we'll drive yeah, up to that there. Party City because they actually have stuff in there. Yeah. And then there's that Goodwill right over there as well. And that one's actually pretty good. Oh, that's good. the best. That's the best Goodwill. Wait, the good Party one. City has, like... Secondhand stuff? No, 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 no. No, but the Goodwill does. The Goodwill oh. down the street does. The Party City is a nicer Party City than the one that's like and five minutes from us. Lot. Yeah, and it's and it's very nice, you know, Party City. But that one, yeah, that Goodwill has been pretty good. We went there a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, that's the one I shop at. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really affluent parts of Connecticut. Obviously not where I live, but <laughs> when people think Connecticut, they think like <laughs> just that small percentage of towns. But we always hit up like the Goodwills there. Yep. Because, you know, you're going to. Yeah, there's the one also, Jenny, near uh, outside Lake Norman. 
And that, I haven't been to that one. Yeah, that Goodwill is because it's there's people literally right at the peninsula who are dropping off anything yeah. you can think of, and you're just like, oh, wait, that's here, that's here, and yeah. yeah. Well, I love the one in Afton because they color code their clothes. Yeah. Like there's like a blue rack, a bl- green yes. rack, so like I, you know, can flock to the colors yeah. that I know that I like. Whereas yeah. some the one near my house is just like rows and rows and it's overwhelming. Yes, I know because we actually did a date. We hit that Afton one, then we hit a couple other ones that way. And there's I'm yeah. starting to realize how there's there's two different like styles of Goodwills and the prices are different. Yes. Some yes. have some have kids clothes at like two ninety nine and some are at two seventy nine and some you know it's a different vibe of you know how they sell certain things and keep certain yeah. things and like one of them. I always like the ones kind of in like like you said an affluent area, but also maybe near a little bit of the hood because they keep their prices low. Like I'll go in there yeah, and find yeah, something yeah. like a, a, a Hornets bobblehead that should that was given away on a, a game free night that should only be like fifty cent, right, or a dollar, and that's great. But then you'll go in the ones near like the lake and they'll have them for like five ninety nine. You're like, what? What? Are you, why are you? And yeah. then like they pull stuff. They pull in it. Like I went around and for our. Uh, our watch party videos, I try to put a team's jersey behind us, even if it's like whoever the Panthers are playing. So that's what started my goodwill hunting was I was looking for cheap, you know, NFL jerseys. Then come to find out people start, they started putting them behind the counter and charging 10 bucks, 15 bucks for them. And I'm like, what, what are you doing here? You know? So it was, it was mm-hmm. kind of funny trying to figure they out. They knew you were coming. They did. They did. And seeing that, seeing the different people, like you start seeing people who sit outside of the double doors and wait for the new racks to come out. I mean, mm-hmm. and they hawk the racks down and go through the clothes. And, oh, look, here's this fur coat. Or who's this? And, and you know, Martin, grab all the dressers or whatever it is. Nice. And, they, and they stand. In, like, today there's a guy I've noticed that a couple of them before. He stands, like, in the back and waits and, like, scopes it out. And I noticed it was either his wife or his girlfriend with him. And they just, he bought, like, 40 pairs of women pants. Like, he was holding, he was, and I don't know, like, does he work at a secondhand store? I don't know. Does he work at a, or is he selling them on the line? Or is he, is he giving them, you know, is he donating them to places? Because there's always, I've I've seen people who will fill a whole cart rack, and I don't know what they're doing. I I want to talk to him one day and be like, what are you doing with those? Yeah. My my brother-in-law, like, his sole job is, like, he resells things on eBay and Amazon. If you go into his house, like, the whole back wall is just, like, floor to ceiling, like, old video games. That's ah. typically what he builds. And so he goes to, like, a flea market around here that we have, an outdoor one. Yep. And he'll go, like, 7 a.m., like, whatever, 6 a.m., whenever they open, for like, the early bird. Yep. And he's definitely one of those people that, like, stops outside of the stores. That's, wow, an old video game guy. I respect that because those shot yeah. up during COVID. Like, the prices of everything went up. So, mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. What's do you know what his biggest uh get ever was? I don't. You don't I don't really talk to him a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. Just just around the holidays when he shows up? I probably I probably don't want to know because I'm like sitting here busting my ass and he's over there like on his couch playing video games selling them. Uh, all right, Jenny, we never got your Pokemon. Oh, okay. I would choose Jigglypuff. Because okay. she could help me sleep when I need to sleep. That's true. That would be yeah. the one I would choose. That and smash. I just find it adorable. It is the cutest one. Okay. So is that is your son into Pokemon right now? Big? It's a bit. Yeah, it's kind of a big thing right now. The big thing is Minecraft, like in mm. a big way. I was gonna say, but Pokemon are your husband. Thing. Yeah. 
uh, so how, how are you? Thing. What is what is your take on screen time and and all the video games and stuff? Since you're so pro. Well, vegan. listen, I used to be so much better. Like pre-pandemic, I was like, we're maxing out an hour a day, la la la. Yeah. You know, um, pandemic, uh, no no rules, no rules. Yeah. I worked Agreed. from home for eight months with him here full time, mm-hmm. and I had a full time job. So we watched a lot of PBS Kids, which is you know like educational. Yeah. Um, and it was. Fair. Yeah, it was like I would set up like two or three materials and I'd put on PBS Kids and I would come and try to work. And yeah. I just did the best I could. Yeah. And about nine months in, we said, we probably need to put you back in preschool because <laughs> you're missing people and yeah. mom is losing it. So we we did and it was the best decision ever. Yeah. But he, um, you know, he comes home, he watches TV. But I don't really have strict rules. We say we like to leave him 30 minutes or less playing his video game, but it often like I'll get the alarm saying an hour over. Yeah. My thing is, is that I feel like as long as it's a game or a show where he's learning something, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mind this like mindless watching of other people do things that bothers <laughs> me. Understand. But like if he's watching PBS Kids or playing Minecraft, because he's learned about like concrete and pavement and scaffolding and like all these building materials. I mean, he learns a lot from Minecraft. Yeah. Um, and he learns a lot from PBS Kids, so I'm not super strict about it. Well, speaking. I also of, said we would not let him play with guns, and we now own four Nerf guns. So that's you know yeah. that's parenting. Yeah, that's parenting. Never say never. It's always yeah. it's, a, it's an ebb and flow. <laughs> now, have you guys watched the new Disney movie yet, Red Panda? Yeah, of course. No. Oh, Jimmy. I just watched Encanto. Just oh, like, so Laura. Encanto is so big in, in school right now. Yes. The kids all day. They're like, they're like. We don't talk about Bruno. I'm like, yeah, we don't. Don't stop singing about him. Like, it's been, you know, those like things. It's like it's been zero days since we've talked about Bruno. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah, that's happening in our. So, Laura, so, yes, I love Red Panda. Did you see all the outrage for Red? Yeah, I Red did Panda. No, did you? Did oh, you? Turning like, red. Yeah, turning, turning red. red. That's it. Yeah, turning red. Sorry, but she turns into a red panda. Spoiler alert. I saw like I think I only read like one article like that Christians were like really mad yeah. about it. But I don't know, like for us, um, I felt like the, like it was, it's like art. Like when we were in middle school, they said that it took place in like the same, around the same time that we would have been in eighth grade. So like, I was like, this is my life. Like, and that kind of segues, I was in between two questions. um, And one of them was NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. Because I felt like that was, you know, like, did you watch Turning Red? Yeah, we watched it Friday, and it was it was before we watched it. I started seeing some Facebook posts from people I went to college with, and then people I grew up like going to church with, and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, man, is it really? And it's wild because how Disney kind of transitioned to some of these like coming of age and just not giving a fuck anymore yeah. about like it's got to be princesses, it's got to be this. I didn't. I mean, I understand where people were coming from, but like. I didn't, I thought it was just educational and realizing like yeah. everybody goes through different things. And, you know, it was basically obviously her getting her period, her, you know, going through puberty. But I, I feel like you need some easier ways than that because sometimes just doing the flebus and just teaching sex ed just doesn't communicate. Right. And that, right. it doesn't even. Well, and I feel like it's like a very, it was very like indicative of what it's actually like for eighth graders. Yeah. You know, like that is they do have like a one track mind. Like they are, you know, they are hyper-focused and obsessive and they love, you know, things that, you know, they're not quite mature for yet. Um, And so I just thought, you know, I was like, this was me when I was an eighth. Yeah. And then like the, you know, her drawing the photos of her with the, you know, the, the 
market boy or whatever and then her i mean like the mermaid yeah yeah and then i like create thinking of her mom going up there and like in front of everybody and turning that in and then the whole like when she brought the pads to school and like to me i just thought of it as like whoo i'm glad my parents didn't do that but we all went through that and like they were mad because she talked back to her parents i'm thinking that's just life like i you know we've all done that yeah we've all done that and i just you know i don't know it was and i guess everybody can parent kind of their own way but to me i just thought it was a easier way and more enjoyable way to kind of broach that topic without just force feeding they they talked a little bit a lot about how like it you know for us we don't really have that because it's like very um like typical of like the Asian Pacific Islander kind yeah. of heritage for them to have those parents who are like so strict and expect so much. Um, and so that was like a good representation of, I guess that culture and that like, yeah. ethnicity. Yeah. Jenny, that's your homework. Watch. Uh, yeah, obviously watch... I've, I've always behind. I told Laura, I said, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't watch sports. I don't watch movies. I don't watch TV. I don't know <laughs> pop culture and I don't really listen to music. So like, if it's not a book, I don't know what to say. And you would really sit here and go, how in the hell did these three get to know each other? I know. When, when <laughs> Jenny is so kind of far out there in an aspect of, I mean, you watched football because the guy you married played yeah. football but it was more of a, I'm going to be, you know, tuned into what kind of, you know, makes me happy, which everyone should do. But how did we sure. meet? It was, as Laura said earlier, a, U, a UNS 101 or 201, whatever it was, where a class yeah. UNCG made to, like, help freshmen just get to know the campus and get to know college life. And Well, I feel like it was really you, too, because I don't think Jenny and I would have been, like, you know, we were pretty, like... <laughs> And no, this, you came in and you were just right? like you just like you're just like Mr. Personality, just telling us what's going on, and then and then we realized that you lived in the same, you know, like that's true. I can't. Re- was it? Did we ask? Did we sit down at the same table? Because I it did. It wasn't. Yeah, did. It wasn't the first we day did. though. It was a couple weeks after, right? No. Yeah. No, but we sat at the same table, and I don't know that I ever would have been friends with Laura had she not like made me because she was like, "Listen, we're in three classes together. We're gonna hang out," and I was like. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, okay, but let me, in the let me call my mom. Yes. Let me call my mom. <laughs> yeah, she gave me hell. So, like, my mom, I'm an only child. So, like, it was really hard for her for me to go to college. And she she and I lived together alone. She and my dad had divorced. They're back together now. But, um, so she wanted me to call her every morning. She still, she wants to hear from me every morning and every night. That's just, I'm 33 and she just wants to. And the older I get, the, the more I'm like, yeah, I want to talk to her too. Because yeah. I know one day I won't be able yeah. to. Yeah. But um yeah, so she had to call me every morning to make sure I wasn't like raped or murdered or, you know, accosted in some way. Um well, that brings but it used to make Laura one, so mad. <laughs> well the one morning when Jenny decided that she was gonna skip class and like she turned off her phone, she was asleep and I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> the amount of phone calls that I had from Susan Graham were like astounding. <laughs> she thought she was calling the local hospitals next because she, she was, was sure. really sick. Yeah. And then she, she was the earful that Jenny had after that because her mom oh was God. like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, yeah. But she, yeah, we used to walk to class every day and she would call Jenny the whole, and they'd talk the entire walk to camp to whatever yeah. class we had. It was low-key rude. I, I didn't realize that at the time. Now yeah. I would probably never do that. But I know, I'm just thinking about how yeah. Laura's sitting there like, cool, I got someone to walk to class with. 
actually not cool because she's not even talking to me, so I just look like a loser tag along because yeah. she's on no. the phone the whole time. <laughs> I really, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know that I was really like the best friend in college. Like, I look back at, we were just talking about this before we came on here. <laughs> just look back at like some of the stuff and think. Well, I was telling her about the time bad. that I was like having a meltdown in your dorm. Jacob, yeah. Because Jenny was just like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, did Jacob know about that? Oh no, yeah. Did he know about that? Paul was there. <laughs> Our buddy Paul was there too, because he was, we just got done playing basketball or whatever it was. And you, you had your little side fling with a guy with the first name that starts with a B and you were just so. And it ends with Ucky. Yeah. <laughs> she said it, not I me. She finished so it up. Right but. And Laura, I just remember that I'd never seen Laura, like Laura's always the snappy one, always pretty fiery, got the jokes, laughing. And that was the first time I kind of saw her just distraught in a way. And I was like, whoa, yeah. what's going on? And then I incorrectly thought she had a thing for Bucky. And she was like, no, it's not that. I'm just tired of da-da-da-da. And it was just like, oh, okay. And I remember Paul yeah. being there and helping console Laura because Paul's a weirdo who Aww. just console people no matter what, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Is he still around? Is he good? Yeah, he actually just got married. He got married um, uh, the weekend of Halloween, but it was like a Thursday. So yeah, it was like you know, October. October, yeah. So it was it was this past October. I, you know, he he went through he went through three four engagements till he finally found the right one. You knew how he was. He's he loves women. Hopefully, everything yeah. is going good with his now wife of a couple months. I, I you know we text every now and then. It sucks. You know, getting older and trying to keep those relationships, it's hard, oh, yeah. and it takes a lot yeah. of work. I mean, I know, Laura, you know, you live up in Connecticut, so it's even tougher for, yeah. you know, farther away. <laughs> well, it's so away. interesting to me, because, like, so many people will come up on my Facebook, and I'm like, how the hell do I know these people? And I'm like, uh, I think they were in KDR. Or, like, they were. <laughs> she remembers yeah. everybody and everything, and she'll send me somebody, and she'll be like, oh, do you remember so-and-so? And I'm like, no, yeah. I don't remember them at all. <laughs> Not at no. all. Yeah. Well, she remembers everybody. Well, anytime you would keep come out and meet people, Jenny, you you would have what? Maybe two shots of tequila or one wine cooler and be <laughs> sauced out your mind. The definition of a lightweight. Yes. It was never good. It was unreal how <laughs> big of a lightweight you were. And it'd be or like, she was just like on the phone with her mom. That's so true. Like, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> or make it out. Or make it out with somebody. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't remember a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. That. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. It was fine. All right. So, Laura, if you've got two, we'll go with two. Your first one was, again, since Jenny was taking a quick break there. In Sinker Backstreet Boys. That's easy. Oh, easy. Go ahead, Jenny. In Sync. Now I got to go Backstreet Boys. I was oh, my back, God. I was, I was Backstreet Boys as well. Yeah. Oh, it's two for two because Denny and I are both in sync. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because have you seen them? Yeah, I mean, so I, like I was, so I really liked both, but I was like hardcore in sync. Um, when I was in um, fifth grade, I think my mom like got tickets through my uncle, who was friends with Joey Fatone's manager, and whatever. And I was like in the twelfth row at like Madison Square Garden, and I was obsessed. Oh, and oh, I oh. swore that Lance Bass was winking and looking at me, and I was like, he was. He is the love of my life. We're gonna be together forever. Yeah, he's gay. Yeah, but you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> but that that turning red, the turning red movie, like she gets like so obsessed with them too, yeah. and I just can relate to that so hard because you just have those like obsessions. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's like every girl would Taylor Swift these days. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I Backstreet Boys. I mean, I did two talent shows in high school where we lip synced and danced to Backstreet Boys oh, song yeah. at our church. I do feel like I remember seeing yeah. that. It's still yeah. up on YouTube if you wanted to go find it. It's not on our main page. Okay. It's on that that first one that I made way back when. But I mean, I don't know. It was just. I was just the Backstreet. It was just the tunes, everything they had. It wasn't yeah. an obsession or anything, obviously. But it was as a male growing up, you had to kind of keep it a little, like just yeah, at home. Little, it, you know, a like you chill. could, yeah, a little yeah. chill. Like especially when they came out, where we like elementary, end of elementary school slash middle school. So at yeah. that time, everyone's weird. Your body's changing. You don't know what to do. <laughs> you you know you're trying not to pee your pants or poop yourself at school by accident because you're just all kinds of over the world. Um, you're starting to smell funky everywhere and you're like, what's going on? So it was more so listen to it back at the house with your parents or in the car and then making sure before you, you pulled up to the school, you turned the volume down or didn't open the, the door to the car as you got out or something. But Did you have a favorite Backstreet Boy? Uh, what's the, the, I mean, you gotta, I mean, Nick Carter always just with the oh, hair, yeah. right? Like everyone wishes you could have that kind of hair and just pull off that suave, but I think it was, wasn't Brian the main one? Yeah. 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 And then he had, see, I like liked him a little bit later. Like, I really, like, I loved The Call. That yeah. song was like my jam. Oh, yeah, 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 but, yeah. Because yeah. they had a, they had a couple bangers that Black and Blue, and then, yes, the, and the then Black the, and Blue, yeah. Black and Blue, and then there was one more they did, wasn't it just like maybe seven or eight years ago that came out yeah. that, that just ran through the radio that was really good as well. Well, I think that's I think that's also a little bit why I'm like team in sync because they kind of like had their time and let it die, whereas the Backstreet yeah. Boys are like continually trying to like let it live. They're still on tour too. Yeah, and I feel like I feel yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. I also feel like in sync would also be the same way if Justin Timberlake like, yes. said if he didn't, yes. Yeah, because be they had like you said, Nick Carter kind of went big, but then he kind of just faded out. Whereas Justin Timberlake has done everything. I mean, he's an actor. He's yeah. done country music. He's done hip hop music. So, yeah. you know, there's no going back. There's no way he's touring with those guys ever again. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. He did like a show. Like I want to say, like a like this fall, this past fall, where it was like boy band nation, and it was like some of the guys from Backstreet Boys, some of the guys from NSYNC, all for one, or like O Town. No O Town, ninety eight degrees. Oh, O Town. Can you talk about O Town and like Liquid Dreams? Like, yeah. what were we? Oh like, yes, yeah. that was such a thing. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. LFO. Yeah. All right, Laura. What's your second one? Since we're here, okay. In my now. second one, and just because this was like a topic of conversation, was: Would you rather be a nurse or a teacher? Oh, I'll go. I'll go teacher. Uh, just I think the less. I mean, it always depends on what, you know, grade. Like, obviously, I would not want to be kindergarten. I don't know how you do second grade, Laura. That's wild. Uh, I, it was not by choice, yeah. I should say. <laughs> I, I, I was moved. I wouldn't want to do high school Colin either. Told. I wouldn't want to do high school either because there's a lot of the kids that would be bigger than me, and I really don't want to catch any type of flack or – and they think you'd, they know You'd end all. up in a lot of TikToks. Yes. Now, yeah, nowadays you can't hide from anything, right? No. Like, you no, you show yeah, up with, yeah. like, a rip in your pants and you're clowned and the whole nation sees it. Not just your small town. The whole nation can see it. The whole world can see yeah. it. So, maybe, maybe like, sixth grade, fifth grade, because they're still, like you said, they're still kind of innocent. They haven't completely ruined their minds just yet, in theory. But I would have to go teacher. I know that... Obviously, there is still cleanup involved because people have throw-ups and bad days and all that kind of stuff. But, 
Not to say it was it is easier, nor would I want to do it, but I think teacher wise, nursing like we just talked about. I don't want to I don't want to wipe anybody's ass unless they're my family. I don't want to clean anybody's womb unless they're my family. They've come out of a lady that I've had relations with, kind of thing. Like it yeah. that's I've already you know I wipe too much boogers and wipe ass. I mean, we've been dealing with diarrhea for the past week. As a parent, you just are so used, you're just like yeah, that's a booger. Let me yeah, that one. yeah, picking yeah. out boogers of their nose so they don't because they don't know how to pick out their own nose and blow their nose so you don't want them looking scraggly and yeah. So right. I'll, I'll go teacher. I was on the same boat. I'm a, I would go teacher because I'm surrounded by teachers. My sister-in-law's a teacher. Jerry Ann's a teacher. <laughs> Jake is a teacher. My, my brother's uh, uh, in-law, her mom was a sister, our teacher. So I'm literally surrounded by teachers. Um, and that sounds and it, appealing to you? Huh? <laughs> and that sounds appealing? It's, I mean, it's not a, I mean, it's not appealing, but it's, it's the better of Go, not going have not having to go to school for eight to ten years to for nursing school. That's true. You can go, yeah. you can go for four know. and then be done. And then if you want to, like you like you guys did, like get your masters or whatever. But go, I do. I'd have to do teaching. As a teacher, I would rather be a nurse. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I I really kind of have similar thoughts because I think there's a person there's a certain personality that kind of fits both of those, right? Yes, like you're, agreed. you go into this cause you're a giver. Yeah. That's why you do it. And I often feel like I missed my call of nursing, but I'm glad I chose teaching. If I had to do it all over again, I don't know that I would choose either. Jenny, you basically have gotten the education of a nurse because you've just watched Grey's Anatomy so many times. <laughs> I do have a, a, an honorary um, degree, an honorary degree in that. Okay. Yeah, I do. I could um, probably perform a surgery. Okay. I always, so I have a really good friend who's a nurse, and uh, there's two reasons why I say nurse. One reason is um, they make exponentially more, at mm-hmm. least up here they do. Um, she's making at least six figures doing what she's doing. Um, oh, wow. She works four days a week. They're like the 12-hour shifts, but she's. I feel like she's off more than she's on. Um, and the second reason is because she can leave it at the door. Um, Ah, you know, like you're not doing extra work as a nurse, you know, like you might have to work overtime, but you're compensated for that. Whereas as a teacher, like, I just feel like I'm never, like, I'm always constantly running through my brain with what I would do. Um, but one thing that I, that those like Grey's Anatomy and New Amsterdam was a show that I watched for a little while. I like really wanted to do like a tracheotomy where they like, you know, like they they cut it and the straw and I'm like, I could do that. And my nurse friend's like, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, how often have you done a tracheotomy? Because it's on every show. Like, there's no yeah, I mean, I know how to not do that. breathing. And, like, you got to find the spot and cut it open. Yep. And she's like, yeah, no, we don't ever do that. <laughs> like, if anything, we'll go in through, like, the rib. She's like, but no. Yeah, the only problem is I would not want to be around potentially that much death. No. That's true. That That's like true. that. Yeah. It. I don't know if you guys still watched or if you did watch American Idol, at all. No. I haven't watched it recently, but I have like so I've watched older. I have seasons. you know Lionel and uh, Luke Bryan and Katy Perry are fantastic. They're great. It's completely different than like the original American Idol, just because they they're not really killing anybody. But anyway, to my point, this past episode, 
they got on this conversation because two people were auditioning and they both were uh, in the morgue business where they one of them was you know filling the bodies with the whatever what's it called the the juice that keeps you oh. that keeps yeah. you looking alive until formaldehyde yeah formaldehyde and the other one her family like ran it so she would actually do the makeup and had a, or her own makeup line for yeah. for Don't the corpses. So wow. they, they started talking about death, talk, anxiety, and how, like, Luke Bryan was like, have you ever just, like, laying in bed, and he just wakes you up, and you're going like, <gasps> one day I'm going to die. And I have that all the time. Like, I literally, Jerry, I turned to me and was like, yep, that's you, exactly. So I don't know if I could, like, I, you know, you drive past funeral homes or past, like, we drive past a grave site just to go drive around town. And I feel like since COVID, at least every day, there's a backhoe up there, two or three, you know. Pulling more graves or whatever, yeah. and I just try not to think about it, talk about out of sight, out of mind. But it just, whew, it would get me too down in the dumps and too in like yeah. depressive I think state. There's, I think there's a lot of desensitization that has to happen yeah. there, like because yeah. that's my one. She's like one of my good friends. She, um, you know, she literally worked on the COVID floor, so that, you know, people were dying daily. Yeah. Um, and so you just there's kind of a disconnect that has to happen there, and you just kind of have to. But I'm with you, Jacob. I go through like phases where like there are days when i'm like oh my god i'm not ready to die yeah what if I die? Or, you know whatever yep. usually yeah. it's like when i'm alone with my yep. daughter and i'm oh. like what if i just passed out dead right oh. now like oh. what would happen oh yeah. and then there are other days where i'm like i could die man i had i had the sunday scaries after that concert at eric church and i had you know I don't know if you guys had your like first parents' night out where you haven't had to take care of your kids. Like our two kids went with Jerry and his parents, stayed the night over there. So you have to worry about them waking up in the middle of the night or getting them up in the morning. So again, when I got free reign, it was no holds bars, good time. I hadn't been out in a while. Didn't have to wear a mask because they had lifted the mandate here, all that good stuff. And I went too hard, drank too much for a 32-year-old man, should not have, but still, it was good. Almost, <laughs> I haven't decided I'm retiring from upper bowl seats at any concerts because oh, yes. it felt like I had been beat with a baseball bat from my waist down from walking up and down the stairs to go to the bathroom so much. So, only lower bowl from here on out, but almost fell over multiple times. You know, Luckily, people were nice up in the upper deck, catching me a little bit here and there. But then just that next day of just like, that Sunday scaries, missed with the drinking anxiety, like everything hit, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is insane. Like I gotta stop drinking like this. I can't be like. And then like everything, yeah. death talk anxiety comes in. And yeah, that nighttime, like that's where I have to go at, at night. I have to put like a silly cartoon on just so I can fall asleep without having like not to get into my thoughts. You know. I gotta, I gotta send Jacob some of my Xanax. <laughs> there's, there's a few things that I've learned, you know, in my 30 years of life. One is normalized therapy, going to therapy, and two is normalized anti-anxiety and depression. <laughs> because you would be surprised to know how many people are on them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Jerrion is on hers, so if I ever needed one, I could yeah. slide slide in there. But yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you know, we've talked about it all. We've talked about colon cancer. We've talked we about... We have covered a lot. We've we've talked about miscarriages. You just slipped that one in there out of nowhere in the middle of your story. Like, whoo, I thought we, we... Yeah, now we've talked about death. You know, we've just, you know, got it all covered here on this Six episode. Pills. Yeah. Six <laughs> <laughs> do, do you take, like, questions for the next people? Like, yes, I ask so, like, so, so now you guys are editors of that Google Doc. So at any time, 
you want to go in and add a question, you can add a question to that Google Doc. I feel like a good question would be like, what do you want your obituary to say? You type it in there, put your name, and if it gets chosen, I will then tag you so you can listen to the responses. I guess, I guess that would mean that I would actually have to listen to one of your podcasts. Ooh. Oh, out of the Yeah, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. That yeah. hurt. It's all right. That's it's all right. It's fair out enough. Of I'm just teasing. It's okay. That's what, you know, that's, Laura gets those zingers in every now and then. That's just what she's got to do. She does. She how, so she how many people there. normally listen to this? Uh... On our SoundCloud, it shows numbers, and it can go anywhere from, like, through for a week, 150 plays to 250. It just depends on who listens who we have week, on. who we have on. If you guys share it, because you guys know people and have friends that I have no idea who they are, and maybe they'll listen this week because you guys were on it and they want to hear you. Uh, so, that's... It just depends. The, topic, the topics the, that we talk topics about. Topics we talk about. We'll yeah. Do you, do you like list the topics that we talked about? Yeah, I'll post it. So I'll basically, after we're done recording, I'll put it all together and then I'll release it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook with the link and just kind of just give a synopsis. Like episode 282, we had Jenny and Laura on and we talked about death talk anxiety slash giving birth slash all the stuff we've covered and then hopefully that would get people to listen and then, you know. Then I'll listen. That is not at all what I thought we were going to talk about today. So oh. just no, it just it just. What do you think we were going to talk about? Like the good old days. I don't know. I mean, we could have talked about the good old days. We just kind of went to the old days now. I mean, is this a part two? Do I hear a part two? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. We're already at a, we're already at an hour at hour thirty seven. So we probably should stop down on this one Jeez, and maybe say wow, yeah. say 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 a part two or. Or at least listen, maybe we're we're seasoned pros now, so we'll come back whenever you need us. That's true. I've all listen. Now that we've got you on, we'll definitely have you back. And uh, yeah, just stay on after I hit record and we stop. Stay on so I can grab a screen grab. We can all pose for a screen grab, and then surely everyone can uh, go to sleep and enjoy the rest of their evenings. And then yeah, just uh, share it when you can. As I taught Jenny how to add to their story when I tag you in a. Instagram post. <laughs> I know how to do that. I just didn't know what to do with that one. Oh, okay. okay. Welcome to my TikTok because I forgot that I'm TikTok famous. Ah, you are. <laughs> are you? Do you oh. have a one that went viral? No, I do have a TikTok. I did forget to like you know shout that out before. Yeah. Um, that shout is at out. Ellie okay. Miller. Okay. Um, I have a few TikToks, but. Yeah. I'm more of a viewer than a maker. Okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten in the TikTok game. I just, since I post <gasps> so much stuff on every other social media, I'm like worn out. Jerriana has created a TikTok for us and, and post some of our stuff on there. So, oh, I got a thunder. Yeah, whatever. Jenny, Jenny will share reels with me that were TikToks. Yeah. And yeah, a, lot of, a lot of people are like, no, I just watch the reels. And I'm like, but the reels are TikToks. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, why do you need TikTok if you have reels? That's my thing. You don't like the origin. The origin, yeah. Did a whole video. Well, Laura, why? So why? Whenever I meant to ask you, why did you ever stop doing your vlog? Just too much time. Because they were well. Because one, nobody watched. (laughs) Two, we were poor college kids, so the videos were literally like us going to dinner at the Applebee's Mm -hmm. and then like us hanging out in the dorm. Boxes. Like it, it wasn't like you they know, were so good though. That was engaging people. Gotcha. Um, the Dollar Tree when it, the, oh 
Oh, my cat just attacked me. <laughs> the Dollar Tree one is the best, Jacob. I don't know if you've seen the Dollar I Tree. I probably have seen it. It's probably that been 10 years. Yeah. And it probably will make you nauseous now. It's like Blair Witch. It's yeah. so you know? good. No, recording, it was Recording on my flip cam. Yeah. Um, Ooh, you're so before oh. your time. So, so look, Laura, next time you visit down here, we'll get you on some burrito cart. We've there got you go. we've got the N64. We got the Wii. We just recently got a Switch, so we've got the new system oh, to play. I love the Switch. So I love my Switch. We could uh oh well then yeah we can obviously even link up on some internet. You can get you can lose what? on lose on the Switch via internet plays. We could even oh, load wow. up. Okay, well now I feel like I'm up for the challenge. Yeah, and we could uh, uh, yeah, you can take those and load them up to uh, YouTube as well. That's some of our. If you ever need some not mind numbing fun, our burial carts are pretty hilarious. So. I bet. Yeah. And then Jenny, some some way, somehow, I don't know, we'll have to get you on a burial cart. But we you can just stand in the back with like a, I have a switch. model or something. We have a switch. Yeah. We but have see, a switch. You gotta I come, don't have a You've got to come visit the basement, get the full You're experience. You're not that far away if you're up in Kannapolis. She's not. No, I'm not far at all. She's I'm just, not far at all. She's just a hermit. I mean, you ain't coming here. I just told oh. you I was there two weeks ago. Bring your kids. Come yeah. see my animals. The door in Science Center. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring my rabbit. I'm gonna bring my <laughs> rabbit and Science drop it off Center. with you at your house. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start. Tra- I'm gonna start charging admission. People bring their kids here. Like I've had two friends last week who were like, "Can I bring my kids to your house?" Sure, absolutely. Two dollars. Mm. Hey. <laughs> there you go. All right. Have all their shots. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Well, you boosted kids, everything. Know. Good. Sounds like a plan. All righty. Well, we'll definitely come back. All right, Jeebs, man, how do we uh, end the podcast? Hey.